Hey, it's Kelsey. And Kaylin. You're listening to Two, Two Without, Without a Clue. Clue. New episodes every Friday by 5 p.m. Welcome back. It's Friday to y'all, but it's another day to us. You'll never know what day, though, because we're not telling. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so, last time we spoke, <laughs> we were talking about identifying narcissism and toxic people and everything else in between all that. Like, you know, we didn't get into the types of it, but it doesn't really matter because it's all the same stuff. If they're doing those things, it's kind of... But we didn't get into, like, projecting, which there's really not much to it. Give me an example of projecting, though. Because mm. I feel like when I think about projecting, I don't know why, but I think of Miss Clark's old projector and, like... Yeah, it's just... kind of the same concept. You are putting that, whatever that piece of paper was that they were putting down yeah. on the screen that I was projecting onto... The pull down, what are those things called, anyways? Projector screen? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like you have to put something there to look at, obviously. So if you're not seeing it in that other person, then mm. obviously it's coming from in here, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That don't say, like, well, let's just read this right here. It says, Psychological projection is when you unconsciously avoid taking account or responsibility for certain feelings and thoughts by attributing them to someone else. So, like, if I'm sad and you came to talk to me, but I was, like, screaming at you, that's because I'm projecting. I have, like something else yeah because you're sad about whatever is making you sad and you're if you're lashing out at me like you can be upset about the situation but if you're if it's negative you know at you yeah right it's like well what the fuck Uh, like you're dumb and i can't oh okay got it okay well what does me being dumb have to do with the situation right exactly so that's projecting yeah you're bringing up things that are irrelevant that doesn't apply here yeah like when you're in an argument and somebody does like a low blow or something like that and it's like anyways that's not what we're talking about but good try i don't know like it's so hard to let that roll off but that's like emotional immaturity like you can't emotional abuse yeah you can't just do that and it be like uh is this supposed to be um, constructive or beneficial to the resolution that we're trying to come to right now? Mm-mm. <laughs> Normally when someone does that to me, um, my favorite thing to say is, oh, um, are you asking me to lower my standards? Because um, I don't allow other people to talk to me this way. Well, that's the thing with people that are toxic and narcissistic and all that. Once you start asking questions, they don't have any answers. They don't have anything lined up because they're so self-involved. You mm-hmm. know, like once you start asking questions and they start getting defensive and blah, 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 that's, that's a red flag, you know, like that shouldn't be happening. But uh, the other part of projection says 
it happens because we are in denial about how we really feel to the extent we clump it or dump it onto others instead of acknowledging it. Mm. Clump it and dump it. Clump and dump. Clump and dump. Um, and then I was like, well, how, you know, that's kind of a hard thing to pinpoint, especially when you're going through some shit. Like, how do I know that I'm projecting? Because people do it all the time and don't even know. Oh, consciously, yeah. You know, not meaning to, and some people are meaning to, but most of the time, you know, right from wrong. But, um, practicing mindfulness, um, you know, like meditation, stuff like that. I... I have tried meditating and I just can't really get into it. Like I've tried the guided meditations and stuff like that. I would rather just, and at first I thought it was just like clearing your mind of everything so nothing's going on in there. And it's really just like sitting with your thoughts and like just letting them process. So that's my meditation. I just sit there in sunlight in front of my window and just think. So I recently started meditating and as someone who has a lot of, thoughts and I I think about what I thought meditation was and I thought that it was like you're just supposed to be completely clear mm-hmm. so every time Me I too. would go to sit I would be like uh, this is not uh, I've, I've got to pay the bills on Thursday I gotta go drop the cow off the it's bed. really like to I, me it's like whenever my mind is doing that I try to um put them into like categories and then subcategories of what my thoughts are and then figure out what was more prominent meaning probably shit that needs to be done that I've been procrastinating or whatever because usually you don't think about that shit until you're in your own head and get a little bit of quiet because you're busy doing other things oh yeah oh yeah um yeah it says right here alone time so we definitely need to be doing that we don't get enough alone time, that's for sure. Especially as moms, like everyone needs us. Mm-hmm. Twenty four seven. I know the man is like the person that's supposed to bring in normally in normal situations. The man is supposed to bring in the, you know, pay the bills and da 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 da. da. And then the woman's supposed to like do the rest <laughs> of the house shit if she doesn't have a job. And it's like, but they, <laughs> the moms are the ones that make the house run smoothly. Amen. <clears throat> they're the ones that know where everything is most of the time you can ask me where something is and I can tell you exactly where it is oh really yeah that's the like, superpower it's underneath of... that oh yeah I can do that in the junk drawer behind the AA batteries this is the last place I saw it or something yeah. like that yeah don't know? ask me where my keys are though <laughs> don't, I... don't ask me where my phone is or my bank like no I don't normally carry a purse or anything. I just have, like, my keys with that little thing on it. <laughs> I'm so gay. <laughs> but, no. That's what everybody was like whenever the little backpack things. Like, how do you know if you're bisexual? If you yeah. those mini backpacks. I've always had those. And I was like. Oh, I'm. <laughs> so. Dang, what the hell? This is definitely something what? to get into because for me, I. I'm so. Are we getting into that right now? I, oh, I feel it. <laughs> I mean, go. I'm a little gay. Like, I'm gonna. Everybody you know, is, and if you're, if you deny it, that's fine. It's There's just like what percentage, and I'm like a good thirty-eight percent, and I feel oh. like that that constitutes because it's like I, anything below the belt. Uh, absolutely no way. Yeah, I say that I am bisexual, but 
I I don't think I'm gay enough to do anything about it. Yeah. I'm highly attracted to women, and I've only ever really, like, made out with other girls, but I've never really done anything other than that, and I don't know if I would, to be completely honest with you, and it's not, like, because... Well, it's probably just insecurity thing, but I'm just... I'm chicken. I'm too scared. I've been asked. I've always been that way. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so shy. I... That's... See, I'm just too I awkward. Mean, because for me, I... So... And that, too. Like, I live in a world of comparison. Everybody <clears> does. It's, you gotta stop giving a fuck. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Look, I'm hearing a lot. I'm not. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to show everybody all my ammo. But I'm mean, like, thing you gotta let it go. You gotta put it down at some point and be like, that's not my shit to worry about. I'm only worried about me and what makes me happy, and that's you know, that's really the key to life. But you're supposed to help other people. If it's not benefiting, you know, helping somebody or yourself, I, so no. you're no. telling me to go for the threesome. If it's going to make you happy, if it's no. going to be an experience, <laughs> yeah, then no. If you're having doubts of any sort, then it's probably not a good idea. Like, people who get married when they don't want to, like, <laughs> that shit is so dumb. Oh my God. I know two people that have done that, and I just want to smack, and there are people that are, like, close to me, so I'm oh. just like, I wish I would have been around, like, before y'all made this. Well, with one of them I was, but it's just like, what the fuck were y'all... What was what was the deal? What the fuck? Why? <laughs> what made you think that you had to do that? I say. You know, what did you think people were gonna think? And that's what made you do that. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> As someone who um, has event coordinated, um, I have seen a lot uh, behind oh, the scenes. I can't imagine. And um, for me. I, David and I were a lot like that. We made a decision to get married um, when I found out I was pregnant with Ethan. Um, I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, I understand. I get it. Everybody has different circumstances. I've never been married before. I'm still not legally married to Jackie, and I don't know when we're going to get married. It's going to be a while, but we're content. We're happy. We're doing our thing. And... I don't know. I've just been way too... Uh, it's probably something that was pounded in my head. My granny was like, you are not... You are to not basically become dependent on a man. Like, you always mm, yeah. a job, pay Same. your own way, da 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 And I did for a very long time. Uh, from, like, 16 to... Up until I got pregnant with Charlie. And then I worked for... Until I was, like, four or five months... She was like on my sciatic nerve when she got bigger oh, than a damn woman. No. And I was like, ooh, Lee, this is rough. So, um, and then I went back to work when Charlie was like a year old. And then <clears throat> I got pregnant with Sawyer four years later. And then stopped working at like seven or, it was about seven and a half months, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was running that Lakeview Kitchen like... <laughs> Lakeview Kitchen, oh my yeah. God. And I was, cash, you know, like doing the cash register and stuff. But that was probably one of my favorite jobs. Definitely top three. And then Jackie comes along and he's like, I got you, girl. And I was like, shit. All right. Well, I'm just going to 
take care of the children and keep nice. the house as clean as I can. I might have a bit of a depressive episode every now and then, but <laughs> just hang in there. We'll get through it. Whoops. But yeah, man, Jackie's came a long way since me and him very first got together because he was a little hothead and I was like, I don't know if you think that shit's cute, but I don't, oh, no. I don't do that. So if you want to be with me and you actually care and da 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 you going to have to shape the fuck up because mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. And every, we haven't, we don't fight, which is good, but every little petty argument we've ever been in has came to a resolution. That's so naughty. Isn't it? I'm like, ew. Like, who? Right? I don't know what that is. That's exactly how I I don't know what that is. That's the thing, because I was raised in chaos, and now that I have this healthy, safe, you know, connected on all levels relationship, I'm like... Ew, like, what is this? Like, Like, I am so uncomfortable right now. You have no idea. But I heard something earlier today. This lady said that nobody tells you about the recovery after, um, like, you know, being in fight or flight for so long and, like, the trauma until you're in, like, a safe environment and when you feel safe. And that's exactly what happened whenever I went no contact with those family members. I just... All that shit just came back up, and I went mm. to therapy, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like crazy." I did not. I mean, I know that I had some, you know, stuff going yeah. on. I was diagnosed with OCD and whatever, but wow. I and then I had my birth chart read, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> drag my ass, please! Like, tell me about myself. I want to do better. I like, want to be better. I want to be whole. I really just want not. I I." was raised around stuff that I didn't want to, you know, do. So yeah. it was an example of what I didn't want. And that's what I'm trying to correct. I'm trying to unlearn all of that stuff, being a product product of my environment. Right. And relearn how to be emotionally mature and intelligent and not lashing out at my children because I can't regulate my own emotions. It's not fair to them. No, absolutely. <clears throat> so, that's where it started for me. I was just like, well, can't, you know, go... I can't continue repeating the same things and getting the same results. Generational curses. Mm-hmm. So it's real. in my birth chart that I'm supposed to break mine. <gasps> Ooh. Mm-hmm. I really... I just... I'm going to have to do some deep diving. I'm really trying. Like, I'm, I'm doing all the inner work, like, everything that I can do to raise healthy emotionally healthy children same so david and i we both came from a broken home but he uh, a lot of people do he had a really awesome step down i mean his step down rodney is like a killer not like literally but he he was only like a good step yeah he so i have a good step dad too i think i was good stuff done. Yeah. I I want to say that he was like eight years older than David. Um, but he was like of age. So they bonded really well. Um, they started a business. So it's really not about whose blood and who's not. Oh, it's yeah. about your foundation and your support system. Who's going to be there for you when you need them the most? Oh, absolutely. And like we're talking about Jenna. She's one of them. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. I know that I, I have people um, in my life, um, but 
I know they're also going through things like in themselves too, and that I'm giving them right. space, and they're giving me space. And but I, you never know unless you ask. Oh yeah, I I know that I could call and just be like, hey, it's it's me, and, and it's uncomfortable to do. Yeah, it's very, it is. It's probably out of your comfort zone to rely on somebody else for whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. And that's <laughs> how I was because of like. The people I was raised around, like, I just, uh, okay, obviously y'all don't care about how I feel and whatever, so I'll just handle it on my own. So I I used to, like, growing up, when my grandmother, like, got custody of me, and then... When did later, you go to her? Um, so my I mom died. Yeah. My mom died when I was seven. Um, and I kind of got bounced around a little bit. Um, those years were pretty traumatic, so, um, I still am working through a lot of those memories, but, Mm, suppressed. um, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I went to her full time when I was about eight. Um, and yeah, same time. That's crazy. Yeah. And she, was the most independent woman that I know. Yeah, that was my granny. I I used to, I looked up to her so much. And then when I became like about 13, 14, I had a family member who had told me like all of these things. Like, well, you know, she did this, this, and this. And so I began this whole resentment process and I was like trying to find myself. You can't do that to children. You cannot... Put that shit in their head. That is... Oh, yeah. It was... I mean, I... That's a form of abuse. Like... I get so sad when I think about the relationship that I had with her from, like, the time I was 19. Or, no, really it was 16 because that's when I got my first, like, serious boyfriend um, Mm -hmm. was about that time. So, I, I... And that was David. And he... I mean, he could do no wrong. He was... He had a tattoo, babe. Why? He had a tattoo. Yeah. No. Could not tell me shit. Like, he worked... Oh! Not the babe. But he worked at McDonald's. He had a job. I mean, I was like, what do you mean you don't want me to date him? He's the best. And then, um... Nine months later, I found out why. I mean, Uh, it was upset. As much as I hate to admit it now, like, they really did... Like, they were but, looking out. Yeah, they were looking out, and they really did know, but, like, there's a different way to go about it than the way y'all went about it. I, we, so, I'm so proud of the relationship her and I have today because of therapy, and that is something that I wish I could have with, like, more of my family members, but her and See? I have done the work to be where we are. Mm-hmm. Um and I have yet to do that because I feel like it's just going to get... It's so scary. Yeah. It is so know. scary. I just feel like it's going to either get dismissed or turn back around on me or something. I don't know. And it's not, it that, I don't, and it's not that I don't want to repair the relationship, but the patterns that I've seen throughout the years... And the experience that I have is enough for me to be like, I'm good. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I've grieved the relationships. I mean, probably not to the full extent, but like, 
as far as if one of them passes away or, you know, whatever the case is, like, I'm probably not going mm. to your funeral. I'm sorry, but it's a personal choice, and I've said my grievances in therapy, and I've wrote it down, and I've got it off my chest, and I tried to do that. You know, it's not like I didn't try right, to, you know, do something about it before I just was like, all right, well, I'm not talking to y'all anymore. Yeah. Like, obviously, but of course. at a certain point, you have a breaking point. Like yeah. Reactive abuse. You can't poke and prod and push and da 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 and then not expect somebody to lose it. Yeah. And that's how it was and then for that's me. Their, and then that's their proof that you're the that's, one that's unstable. Exactly. And it's like, no, honey, that's not how... You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You're sitting here doing all this shit to me when I've clearly told you that I'm not okay with it. Right. And then I lose my shit and you're the victim. <clears throat> okay. So when I set boundaries, I um so I I was I was abused from the time I was um six to the time I was fourteen, and it was not in the same way. It was in multiple ways. Um, like in. Let me get my phone out so I'm can pull up the list of. Yeah. But continue. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, hang on, hang on. I'm not prepared. <laughs> but, and, um, and I set a boundary. Um, it was not just one family member. There were multiple family members. It was not, it was just different yeah. incidents throughout my life that was seen. Mm-hmm. And I made a decision that I did not want my children around, um, so this person yeah. and then, and that I had found out that they were around and I, and I, I had to put my foot down and when I set the boundary and I explained to you not understand that you're asked like what you're asking me to do that was when our relationship changed it was I never saw that because I barely remember being there at that time because mm-hmm. I was going through trauma and it's like yeah. and then it was where we, we were both able to see like I understand your point of view now, and I forgive you for not. And you don't have me. to forgive yeah. someone. Oh no, no, no. I don't have to. Yeah, absolutely. But not. for your own, like, if you want to forgive them, then forgive them. It was, it was, game changing, and that mm-hmm. was where a lot because you're of, not carrying that anymore. Oh like, yeah, I'm not carrying that on me. Yeah. Nope. And. We talk, her and I, we talk about the behaviors that we did, like, in the past. We talk about, like, how we've grown and how we speak to each other now. Like, if I don't like something, I let her know. Like, for example, um... I'm not allowed to do that. Or I wasn't allowed to do ooh, that. I, I'm like, if you don't like it, you don't get to have a, re- a relationship with me. And I'm sorry, but all three of my kids are ten toes down. So, like, it's not... It's not up to me. That's how Jenna's raising her kids, too. Like, if somebody is treating you a certain way, guess what for them? Guess what? Bye. (laughs) And honestly, like, and it's healthy, and it feels good. Basically, if it's not hurting you or someone else emotionally, physically, any of that, then you don't need to worry about it. 
Exactly. Like, it doesn't pertain to you. So, and if any of the things that we've said in the past episodes or up until now resonates with you or strikes a nerve, then guess what? I mean, we all, I mean, me and Kaylin had to do it. It's not easy. Nobody likes being, you have to get really fucking honest with yourself. It's, it's not easy to be called I out. sobbed oh. for weeks just being aware of my own bullshit. Oh, yeah. I cannot believe that I have been doing this and treating my children this way. And I, or I've lost all this time. And then, yeah. and then all of it comes back to you, like, why you're doing that. Like, holy shit, this is what my mom did to me when I was this age, and Charlie's this age now, and, like, it's just very fucking overwhelming. Like, holy crap. Was even harder. So, um, my mom was an addict. Um, mm. And my grandmother took care of me because my mom was an addict. But was your grandmother enabling your mother? Uh, definitely at times. Yeah. Um, right she, here. <laughs> enabling. Helping is doing something for someone else that they are not capable of doing themselves. That's helping. Enabling is doing for someone things that they could and should be doing themselves. I specifically remember a moment that it was like an epiphany for my grandmother. She's this four foot two. Firecracker. She's little, but she's always packing heat. Um, And my mom and I, we are so much alike. So being five eight big boys, it's my way or the highway when my Mm -hmm. grandmother finally put her foot down and was like, you're not drinking in my house. Like, I've had enough. Like, my mom was ready. She was like, okay, why? For what? I've already been doing it. You yeah. bought it for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember that so vividly because, like... It's the the hypocrisy with them. And it and I remember it hurt her so bad. She was like, like I did that for you because I love you. And now you're going to throw it in my face. And seeing that type of dynamic, like, kind of molded the relationship unfortunately that I had with um her grandmother sound a lot alike yeah I feel like from what I understand and what I've heard that my grandmother did the same with my mom like yeah. I'm just enabled and you know I don't know the situation like I said I don't ask questions yeah but my nana when she finally did put her foot down my mom went to rehab got her shit together got pregnant back to back it was the best two years i had with her it was really the only time i had sober with her and then she died dang it that's so awful sorry no that's it was like i she fought for those Two and a half years of her sobriety. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she I was mean, like... all addicts do, I think. It's a daily struggle for them. And I think that's what I saw my Nana, like, really, like, hey, like, you have to do this. Like, you have to be better. Like, you have to work on this. Like, we can't keep getting you out of jail. We can't keep doing this. You have three kids now. Mm-hmm. You don't just have one. You have Are you the two. last? I'm the first. Oh, okay. So I got to experience I'm the first too. all the trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're healing that shit. Or hopefully. Yeah. We're trying at least. I, and when I got pregnant with Ethan, I thought about like what my mom, like just everything she put me through as a young parent plus being an addict. 
I thought to make sure that my kids have a child that they don't have to repair from. Um, yeah, I mean, I've done some damage to Charlie, I think, but that was, I didn't know, you know? Yeah. I didn't know. Mm. And now I'm trying to repair me yelling and, you know, popping her on the leg for, you know, her being a toddler. Like, what an idiot. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's so, like... Yeah, but I became self-aware of it, and I did something about it. That's the bottom line. And that's more than what you got. Pretty much, yeah. My mom practically gave me away. Like a damn litter of puppies. Thanks. Sheesh. But, like, that's a whole other thing that I don't think I'll ever fully recover from. Like, uh, I have severe abandonment issues because oh, think about it. Like, if your own mom and dad don't want you or yep. don't want to <laughs> put in the effort uh, just to even be around, like, that is shitty. And especially to a child. And no matter how old the child gets, because think about it, like, you're still the child in this situation. Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah, have to be the here. The inner child is still in there. Like, I, I'm, I'm not responsible for the way that my parents treated me regardless of how I acted yeah. because I'm the child. Those weeks yeah. that I was sobbing, I was, like, meditating, and I was literally talking to my younger self, being like, you know, we made it out, you're good now. Like, none of that was your fault, and, like, just... And you explain what it can do. Explaining to my younger self that is somewhere in there that's still hurting from all that shit. Like, listen, you, we're good now. You can let it go. It's good. It's fine. We're what doing I, the damn thing. This well, is life. When I got diagnosed, um, and my son and I, we share a similar diagnosis. I won't say it on here just because um, I want for him. To. Yeah, he's. Privacy the is, best, yeah. but when it hit me that it all made sense and it all aligned, mm-hmm. um, I was like sick for like days. I just cried. I remember talking it's to huge... my life coach, my therapist. I was like, I cannot believe that this is real. Mm-hmm. Like this all makes sense and how it's they treated me. How I felt whenever I pieced it all together, mm. and that's why whenever. Um, a certain person that I'm close to has um, another person in their life that acts how my family did. I could spot it so quickly. Mm. I was like, well, this is this. And then I have another friend who's dealing with, you know, like similar toxic traits with their significant others and whatever. And I'm just <coughs> trying to make them aware. I'm not yeah. trying to say how to live your life and do whatever. But I'm your friend. I'm truly your friend and I truly care about you and I want you to know that That behavior is not okay. Yeah. If it's making you feel any sort of way other than happy or whatever the case, whatever you want to be feeling in a relationship because... Comfortable, fulfilled. Then you don't... I don't know. I just want everybody to be aware and then try to talk to your partner and if that doesn't work then obviously you got to take a different approach and if you've taken several different avenues and none of them work then you come to a conclusion that maybe the other person might not be worth you know fixing with yeah (laughs) however you want to put it right 
repairing that relationship. But I did not have this emotional maturity or intelligence whenever I was... I mean, this took years. Like, even before... Like, me and Jackie have grown a lot together. But, like, even five years... I'm not the same person I was five years ago. No, same. I was in survival mode five years ago. I was in my... (laughs) I, now we're in recovery mode and it's just as fucking bad. Yeah. That's the shitty part. And it's like nobody tells you that. Everybody... You're healing from all that trauma. Now that you're safe and your brain's like, so there's not a bunch of bullshit going on? Yeah, why not? Like, this isn't normal. So you don't know what to do with your hands. You're like, yeah. what, do I, what, what now? I've been a parent since I was 16, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had some shit going on for a while. (laughs) I Yeah, it was... A minute. So, I I met David probably in the prime of my anger. Um, I was working with mental health co-op. I I was going through... um, My family, I guess, adjusted piece together that um even though I'd been saying for years that I was abused um, I finally told a counselor and he listened um yeah, it takes one person to <laughs> and it was like oh like you hear me yeah and that's when I met David was right in that prime and he was just somebody to listen um he was totally the titties um, and he was showing you attention and you were liking it and y'all were vibing and it felt good and uh, the hormones. Oh my God. And we were kids. We were kids. So love, like we had no idea. Like we were just like, this is, this is love. Yeah. This is it. We don't have to look anymore. And then we got our first apartment and it was like, Wow, we're bouncing rent checks and trying to make $99 at Aldi's last for a full month. And Wow. Um, well, like, back then, you probably could have. We yeah. could have been. Yeah. 2012 was uh, a lot right. of inflation. <laughs> Who's this good for? Exactly. <laughs> um, we got divorced um, in 2015. Um, unfortunately, um, he started dabbling into some drugs. I was about to ask what he was addicted to. Uh, crack was a big one. Um, so not cocaine, but like crack. smokable crack. Mm. The rocks. Absolutely. Wow, that's hardcore. It was um, hardcore stuff. Mugshot, phone call after phone call. Um, court case after court case for years. So that's years. gotta be really difficult to freaking let your kids go to someone so um, I guess untrustworthy, I don't know was he untrustworthy and unpredictable from the crack? Or, you know I it's so crazy how it all worked out so. Because that's um, just what I imagine. Somebody that's cracked out is unpredictable and so doing erratic shit. Um, David and I started talking about getting a divorce around Ezra's first birthday. It was our second son. Um, he actually cheated on me, and I found out. Oh, I got a phone call at work. Um, at the beginning of my shift, um, Damn. ruined my whole day. Which, granted, 
I don't blame her. She was like, she was doing me a solid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, shout out to her. Um, I hold a lot of resentment against her for a long time because I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that I am a woman, I'm like, that had nothing to do with your boyfriend. Yeah, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, that had everything to do with uh, him. And, you know, we had gone to counseling. We had gone to marriage counseling. um, And traumatically enough, I found out I was pregnant again. And, uh, you know... Uh, we had a lot of tough choices to make, and then in the midst of uh, me going to go make my choice, uh, I started hemorrhaging and found out it was a tubal pregnancy. So, save $385 and, <laughs> and uh, will that into existence. Um, not to make light of the situation, but my life was in like just such a turmoil that adding a third child in the middle of a divorce was just a terrible situation and then I meet Daniel. Yeah. Um when I met Daniel I the the rainbow baby Oh yeah. Uh when I met Daniel David lost it. It was it was over. It was like um boom and I, I don't blame him. He was a kid, he was nineteen or no, he was twenty. I was and uh we were just idiots, and that's when uh, he found comfort in friends um, who did drugs, and I blamed myself for the longest time. Yeah, I started hanging with the wrong crowd and fell into some stuff he wasn't supposed to. And yeah, you blamed yourself because you were like, oh shit, it's because I'm dating somebody else, and he's upset. Yeah. And then about a year later, or no, I'm sorry, about a year later, so he didn't see the boys for, or he saw them off and on, he would go to his mom's house, I don't want to discredit him, definitely, um, he never was around the kids high from what I saw, um, and from what I could tell, and I had to take a lot of classes and set a lot of boundaries and thought, I mean, to the nail where it was like, it's okay, he can have the kids, because, you know, no, he can't, no, he won't. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I got pregnant with Walker uh, that he started taking the kids. Um, overnight, he earned back his visits, um, started doing the program, but then when he relapsed, I would have to hold him accountable, which was the hardest part because, again, Unfortunately, relapse is a part of recovery, but it still doesn't come without consequence. And mm-hmm. you know, probably every time I don't know, but if you learn something each time, exactly, yeah. you're getting closer and closer to being clean for good. And I mean, we literally were in and out of jail so much that like bondsmen do us by our first names like it was just toxic hey, it's me again it's like <laughs> yeah, like oh david's back yeah babe <laughs> he's back and then um then in about 20 2014 uh no i'm sorry that's a lie <laughs> When I started working my 9 to 5, um, a little bit before that, Daniel and I split up for the first time, um, and I moved back in with my grandma, 
And Granny coming in clutch yet again. She was so she's my granny came in clutch a lot arms. too, but man, at the expense of my mental health, it was really just not worth it. Oh. It was it was And uh, I asked my aunt who like kinda went estranged from the family, if you will, like why after the fact. Or it was like you know, during all that yeah. and after I stopped talking to them, she was like, Now do you get it? And I was like, Now I get it. <laughs> like now I understand. Yeah. Um, her and I we we don't really butt heads too much, but that's because I worked overnights and the kids were in school with daycare and I never had to see anybody. But uh, Ethan and Edger's dad, that was when he uh, stepped up the most. Um, he he moved back to be closer well, see, that to the boys to, me to help has out. changed behavior. Oh yeah, he changed so much. Um, and then when I found the house that I moved into that was like next to the middle school. Um, mm-hmm. I'll never forget, um, the first week I moved in, my friend Ray came to visit, um, I was a single gal, David decided that he was going to commandeer the basement because he was like, you're not going to live alone with three kids, um, like, I'm, which, uh, at the time I was annoyed, now, now I had nothing but gratitude and just like, yeah. I'm so thankful it worked out the way that it did because, Definitely. like, you know, God, God was looking out, but, um, shut up, <laughs> big ups. Um, David was a pretty, like, avid pot smoker, and, um, I mean, you know, let's not get into the fucking weed versus everything else dilemma. Yeah. I just, y'all well, don't want to get schooled like that. <laughs> I'll start taking notes. But we, we decided to, uh, do some illegal activity, and, uh, I told everybody to stay put, you know, we're gonna chill out, and it was myself, David, um, and a few of our pals, the kids were at home, it was my, like, all, my moving in party, I guess, everybody yeah. that was helping us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving. Those were fun. Back yes. Yeah, back in the, back when we weren't having to hire Back movers. when we were hopping around apartments and houses and oh, all these places. Like it was nothing. And now it's like, do I, I have maybe one friend that's not going to help me move because the second they look at a box, their backs aren't taking. Like oh, no God. freaking way. But, um, and my friend was like, I'm going to sneak out of here and go. And they wrecked into the ditch. Wow. And all of a sudden, Ryan Upchurch appears out of nowhere with um, the Mac Howie, the Sandman's Ink Shop tattoo owner. And they're like, do you need help? David is so starstruck. He just has his mouth open and he just walks right back inside. He was like, Fun fact about Ryan Upchurch, I like his music, I don't care if you like it or not, um, and I used to always wait on him at Lakeview. No way! Yeah, like all the time. Aww. He's pretty cool. I mean, he's a nice dude, he's never mean to me. Um, he, he knows Daniel, um, he called him the tattoo guy, um, <laughs> I know who he is, but, um... I mean, not personally. I just remember, like, yeah, me either. I, I just, I would see him all the time in the most awkward songs. situations. But I mean, I mean, for me, 
I'm so awkward anyway, so oh, the second too. that you start saying something, I try I'm, to be funny, and then I just come off like, thank you, and I'm like, well, that backfired. <laughs> like, you didn't find that as funny as I thought it was going to be, so I'm going to go now. I usually just don't even talk, and I'm like, mm. But then, unfortunately, my house kind of became like the home for the Lost Boys. Um, we, uh, Damn. it was... Him and all of his friends in the basement and just kids that mm-hmm. would help us out like in the yard and friends of my brother-in-law's and then it became where, you know, it was havoc on his mental health and then havoc on like our co-parenting relationship because I could tell like that he was starting to slip mm-hmm. and then, um, and then he died in a car accident. And it's like... That's wild. It was... <clears throat> when it happened... Was he drinking or anything? No, he was in the back seat. Oh. Um, well, that's even worse. Yeah. He wasn't wearing his seatbelt. Oh, yeah. And the... Click it or take it. Driving or lost control uh, less than a mile from my house. Dang. And I just was doing laundry. And then did you find out like rec- like shortly after it happened or was it like the next day or what? So I was expecting them to come back. It was uh, three people in the car. Um, and it was actually a really bad day. We had been fighting that day. Um, Oop. The rent was due. Um, I had my 75%. Um, and that was always something that we had argued about. But Dude, money um, is such a It had been raining. of arguments. Oh, yeah. And it had been raining, and he worked construction, so he couldn't work because it had been raining. And uh, that day, it just so happened to be sunny, so they went out to work, and... So, um, the person that was driving, um, had asked him to help him change out his headlights at Walmart and, Mm -hmm. um, they left and then they came back and never did. Oh, that's really, so did all of them? Oh no. Um, so the driver... Um, unfortunately, um, he suffered a TBI, but, um, I still keep up with him at a distance because it's so hard. It's traumatic. God. It's a trauma um, that yeah. you endured whenever it was. And, you know, I, I rushed to the hospital, um, after I got the news because they were sure that he wasn't going to make it. And I... I didn't know if he had family or anything um, mm. there, so I rushed there. But he did. He had a really good and support David system. David was DOA mm-hmm. when they got there. Yeah. Ugh. Um, it chills. Oh yeah, it was. It was <clears throat> like a movie. Yeah. Um, I romanticize my life a lot, so my life kind of is a movie anyways. Yeah. And I'm and the main character. I'm the same way. Like, so. Kind of like with The Sims, like, I run this bitch. 
Yeah, like that's <laughs> me. Like, and um, it was like a movie. It was like everything just kind of just stopped clicking for a while. But um, so the driver, um, he has a good support system now. He actually had to endure some more trauma that um, I won't disclose, but it is public information, so you can Google that. Um, Do with that what you will. <laughs> because um, that, to me, you know, I felt very disrespected, and I'll just say how I feel um, if you You're do valid. take the time. Your feelings are bad. Um, so I felt very disrespected that um, I begged, and I, like, begged God for a second chance, and, like, that's what y'all did with yours. Um, oh, okay. So... Pop off. One of those. All um, right. Super, super thankful, though, that um, they're in a good place now and that they have a great support system and a lot. Because everybody deserves that. Yeah, and that they're doing awesome. And then the passenger, um, big shout out to JJ. Um, he's living his life. Um I still check on him. I see him. He works. Um, and he's sorry, that was loud. <laughs> and he's going through his and he's going through his healing process. So now, um, it's very surreal to raise children with identical trauma that you experienced at literally the same age. Isn't um, that wild? You need to get your birth chart read, dude. I know. I know. Um. It's, that's know, why I'm like this is so crazy and when you do cause you're going to if you're going to be friends with me and we're going to be doing this <laughs> Ray is gonna that should that would be a good episode like Man. him reading I don't know if you want that's personal I don't we're, know. we don't have to do that but like you know, just bring him on and have him just like give us a little you know rundown of like what he does and stuff like that it would be cause mine I like I was, Jackie was asleep in the bed while I was getting mine read and like going back and forth with Ray. He was sending mm-hmm. me voice clips and I was listening to him and went like right off the bat as soon as he brought up like my difficult childhood, I just started sobbing. <laughs> I just, it started flowing and then he told me the reason why I had a traumatic childhood and this is him reading my birth chart, okay? This is stuff he's telling me. He said, um, basically, the reason why I had to go through all that was to see what not to do. That's how I feel. I literally made a video because I think back at the way that they told me. And if if I didn't have, shout out to Lauren Copeland um, Roach. She, she took care of David for me. If it wasn't for, I, I honest, I feel like God put her in my life for a reason because we, mm-hmm. we studied mortuary science together. Like yeah. her and I on the phone for hours. She graduates top of her class. She gets the oh, school. Yeah. Um, she gets the most prestigious job in one of the best funeral homes in Tennessee. Ooh. And then David dies. And she's the one who takes care of him. Oh, damn. That gave me chills again. That's crazy. And then she is the one who tells my children. Um, I mean, she was there through everything. Yeah. Like, a little crutch for you. I just... Rock. That 
I know that we don't get to choose our family, but that was like, I mean, everything was put in my path when yeah. I came to her. And um, I think about her all the time. I'm like, man, like. Yeah, a lot it, of my friends are my family. Yes. We need me come. <laughs> and then. I heard that song today on the radio. No way. I that song. And that's how, like, that's, and that is why, like, I fought so hard. And then right after he passed, I realized that this life was too short to keep dealing with bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when uh, Daniel decided that I was just the best in the whole wide world. Um, <laughs> you know, I was always the shit, but I yeah. guess, I guess I was just a little bit more the shit. So, um... He came back, and I bought a house, and uh, then COVID hit, and I was like, this is really lame that, like, as soon as I get my life together, the whole world shuts down. Yeah, like, pretty unfair if you ask me. Yeah. And I just, I didn't understand it. Now, like, I wouldn't have taken the time to work on myself if I hadn't have been here. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, okay, like, let me just find the silver lining. Blessing and a curse. Yeah. Just finding the silver lining. Yeah. You kind of have to if you want to live any sort of positive, good life. You can't just be like, oh my god, all these problems are everybody else's problems too. Exactly. Like, (laughs) Like, no, they're not. Be quiet. And and that's literally the Cliff Notes version of the trauma. Like, that's like the... (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to make it everybody else's problem is basically what we're saying. Yeah, it's like, now, now here we are. We're healthier than we were. Yeah, we're not perfect, and we're like, oh, we're going to continue to have more experiences and be able to analyze them and use critical thinking skills and try to grow from it. That's literally all it is to life. Like, it's one experience and growth after the next. And if you're not growing, you're doing something wrong. And, and that's my opinion. If yeah. There's other people out there that are like, this bitch does not know what she's talking about. Maybe I don't. But there's plenty of other people that agree with me. And there's plenty of other people that have similar situations. And that's what gives it the validity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it does suck, though. Like, uh, life's just not fair. And I don't think it's ever going to be. But that's... That's what you make it, just like Forrest Gump says. Yeah. We're not... And we... I've touched on this briefly, but we live in a world where we compare ourselves and we're more depressed because of what we see online. You essentially abuse yourself. Like, I'm sorry, (laughs) but every time I see the same girl post the sob story about something I'm like oh my god get over it and then when I see someone just post nice things about their life I'm like I wish I had that you can't have it both like you just gotta just you gotta take it for what it is yeah take it at face value and try to remain neutral on all situations until you have all of the evidence or all the sides of the story if you're only hearing one side of the story and you're just believing it i mean good for you if that's what you're doing but (laughs) there's two sides of the story most of the time and there's the truth so Mm -hmm. i'm not just gonna believe everything that i hear you know yeah especially with children like oh my god um i okay (laughs) we're not gonna get into that children are just how they are they are who they are but (laughs) you gotta teach them not to be 
again, toxic. Yeah. And it's hard. They <laughs> mimic behaviors. And that's the whole thing. Is like products of their environment. Literally, Charlie will do the, and say the same things that I would say to her that I'm trying to, like, not do oh anymore and I'm like it's such a reality check and it is so embarrassing yeah to listen to her say the same things that I would say Walker not like with the yeah. cuss words or anything oh Walker because the same don't care he's yeah. like fuck yeah oh my mom says that yeah and and I'm just like yeah that right there is like yeah I gotta get a gotta get the reins on this one and I have and I'm still working on it, and there's still days where I get overstimulated and I yell, but I try not to cuss or cuss at them, and I try to, you know, de-escalate while I'm trying to explain to them why I'm frustrated and what they're doing wrong. Like, I've told y'all multiple times, very nicely, to please stop, and you're not listening. Hmm. So, to get your attention, I'm going to raise my voice. Okay? Do you understand now? Do you want to get burned? I'm in here cooking dinner. Like, please get out of the kitchen. I know you want to help, but you can't help right now. Yeah. Just give me a sec. Like, my lord. Set the damn table. (laughs) Damn table. We don't have a table to set, but we do like Chinese style. We have this coffee table and we just sit around it with our like cross crisscross applesauce, Mm. (laughs) Indian style. I make them all set at the table while I hover and clean. I need to just start sitting with them, but I think a lot of people can. I don't. Like, we usually all, me and Jackie will stand at the island while they eat. Yeah. (laughs) Like, stools. Like, what are they doing? Are you good? But, um, we never got into the types of abuse, which I'm sure everybody knows, but like. What? Let's do it. Okay. It's like certain things that you do, you don't... Whoa. Oh my God. I'm about to break the chair. That you don't know are abuse. Or don't know that you're experiencing. Alright, there's physical, obviously. Um, sexual, which is like, you know, physical. Psychological and emotional. Financial or material, which that was what I dealt with with my family members, like holding things over my head and using it against me and stuff. Modern slavery, types of discriminatory <laughs> abuse, like derogatory remarks, calling you mm-hmm. your slut. Yeah. Um, and then like it's like when you're in the home, like. Elderly abuse and stuff like yeah. that. That's a different type. But um, it has like signs and indicators under all of these. And for... We'll just talk about the one that's the most common. Which would be psychological and emotional abuse most of the time. If you're not getting hit on and roughed around. Then it's usually this one. Um, enforced isolation. Preventing someone from accessing services educational or just like going out and hanging out with friends um removing mobility like your car Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh communication the phone um pretending someone 
pretending, preventing someone from meeting their religious and cultural needs, preventing the expression of choice and opinion, failure to respect privacy, preventing stimulation, meaningful or meaningful occupation or activities, intimidation, coercion, harassment, use of threats, humiliation, bullying, swearing, or verbal abuse. That's where I was abusing my kids because I was yelling and cussing at them. Mm. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not supposed to be doing it. But I was like, it was all that resurfaced trauma, you know? Uh, addressing a person in a patronizing or in phallus in something way. Mm. Can't read that word because it's got like a bunch of L's and I's and S's. <laughs> uh, threats of harm or abandonment, cyberbullying. Oh. So like basically those last ones, intimidation, harassment, use of threats, humili- uh, intimidation, humiliation, bullying, uh, cyberbullying, threats of harm, abandonment, stuff like that. Like that. We literally seen that on our timeline all the time. Oh, jeez Louise, you people are nuts. I mean, we all are a little bit, but it's like really just being self-aware and like, I don't know, just be aware of your own crap and don't make your shit everybody else's. I don't know. Minding your business goes a long way, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. And you don't have to know what everybody's doing so you can like make this comparison of, I don't know, it's just weird. It's okay to talk about what happened. Um... From Get your point of view. Get a journal and yeah. write it down. You don't have to fucking tell everybody. And if that's what you want to do, then that's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. But when everybody has their own opinion about what you're saying, I mean, you can't... Really I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask... Like, ask I... Me. Oh, for me, ask. like, if you post, like, Hi, I've been held captive for 193 days. And this is my first day... Breathing in the fresh air. I'm going to ask how you got out. Yeah, for real. I'm going to ask, like, so did you get a lot of... And, like, that's not me being hateful to anyone who's talking about, like, abuse or being but held captive. You put it but on Facebook. I'm just saying, like, for context in general, like, if you're going to put it out there, like, of course people want to know. But don't get upset when they ask. Like, it's okay to say, hey, I don't want to share that part. But, like, put yourself in a position to be like, hey, like, I I was here, now I'm here, and I'm doing fantastic without shitting on anybody else in return. And it's okay to out your abuser. Don't get, like, out them. Mm-hmm. Out them. That person did this to me, and boom. Yeah, that's, I mean, I didn't really out anybody, but, like, my family members, the ones that I don't talk to anymore, um, that's just how it is. I can't put myself in those types of lose-lose situations anymore for my mental health, it's best for me to not be around them and speak to them and and interact with them and engage in their crap. Don't suck me into something that doesn't have anything to do with me. (laughs) And even if it does have something to do with me, address it in a proper manner because acting like you're still in high school about it is not the way to do it. Mm Mm-mm. I'm 31. I haven't had drama since I was in high school, other than, like, the little bit of, you know, other crap that just comes with life. Yeah. I feel that. Um, 
but yeah, I just don't do that. I don't have the time for it. I don't want to have the time for it. No. I have plenty of time for it, but I don't, you know, want to be involved in it per se. Now you're making I decisions. I got other priorities. Yeah. Your children, your health, your mental health. Mm-hmm. The legacy you want to leave for your kids. Exactly. Just how much better that's going to be is like, hey, I did this so you could have this life. So you could have this relationship with your kids in a healthy yes. way, in a positive way. Not, I did this for you. It's, I did this because I love you. Yeah. And I wanted to because you matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <sighs> All right. That's all the time we have. Tune in next week to hear us ramble and um yeah, y'all should follow us on Instagram and you know DM Kaylin because she runs the thing all <laughs> your questions and we'll go through them and pick the ones we want to answer. <laughs> and if you want to join one of our episodes, email us, DM us, uh, message us on Facebook, follow us on our socials. We are super excited. We want to talk to you about your experiences, what you're going through in life, and how you're healing like just every day. Yeah, definitely. Take it easy, y'all. See you next week.